Hey guys, my name's Scott Bowling. I have a YouTube show called Good Company with Bowling. What's up? This is Clint Lowry from Seven Dust. Hey, what's up? This is Sonny Mayo. Hey, Ricky Rackman. And you're watching Good Company with Scott Bowling. I've interviewed bands like Limp Bizkit, Fozzie, Seven Dust, Corn. I've had Chris Farley's brother, Tom Farley, on the show. My show is kind of like a modern day Wayne's World. Party! If you love a good interview, a good rock interview, or just any kind of interview, please, if you get a chance, check out my show, Good Company with both. From the tooth and nail release, that's Dockin' with Bullets to Spare, and uh, this is Neely along with my good friend Chris Aiken, and joining us in the studio is a guy with Bullets to Spare, our good friend Jericho Green. What's going on there, Jericho? Hey, uh, not much, fellas. Hey, if the, uh, the supply keeps up the way it is, we might not have too many bullets to spare out here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just, placed, I just placed an order with uh, Outdoor Limited last Sunday. I should be getting my stash on Tuesday. So uh, I, I just bought uh, 250 rounds for this brand new uh, 357 Magnum. I know I sent you the picture of this. Yes. But, uh, I was able to get some 357 Magnum um, uh, ammo uh, through Outdoor Limited. So uh, there it is. There's the brand new purchase, Jericho. Hey, I it, I recognize it. It's beautiful. But, you know, you guys live in what we call free states. <laughs> so in free states, yes, you can order ammo online. It will come to your door and things of that nature. But uh, not anymore. It used to be like that in California. Not anymore. And uh, about probably a month ago, but right now we have an outdoor range near where I live. And one of the, a buddy of a buddy came and he had a 357 snub. Nice. And I was like, man, I, mean, I only, I shot, I did all, was it five or six rounds? I did it. But man, it was like trying to hold on to a mule that was kicking. Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this, business. Well, this, uh, this Smith and Wesson, uh, has a, uh, has a seven round chamber in it. Who can survive that? <laughs> so uh, I liked your comment, though, that Hightower would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Tackleberry, man. Tackleberry. He, had that, uh, he had that big old long like the gun that uh, the Joker pulled out in the first Batman. <laughs> yeah, make him proud, man. He, he's smiling down on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, Jericho, the, the one of the reasons I uh, asked you to come on the show tonight is because obviously you've branched out on your own and you're doing your own thing. And I guess you would be considered like Chris Aiken over there being self-employed in your own home and uh, living the dream. So uh, I see you got your new uh, and, and congratulations on the new house, by the way. 
I, I see you've got your new uh, setup there uh, all decked out behind you. And you I notice you've been adding more and more uh, things to your shelving up there. But uh, obviously you're camped out in the garage doing the, the Jericho Green Show. Yeah, it's great, man. This uh, We took about the last 12 feet of my garage and there's a door it has two you can drive all the way through the back i guess the guy the guy who had this house before was a car head it was a gear head so he had it where you can drive from the front of the house all the way to the backyard um so we took the last 12 feet you know when it got the two by fours the sheetrock paint the joint compound tape i mean you know carpet we did it you know we did it we, we created uh something out of nothing so yeah this is great man and all the stuff behind me you know, it, it all means something, you know, the flag over my, my right, sh left shoulder. Um, that was my dad's flag that was given to us at his, his uh, funeral. So, you know, on the other flag over my, my right shoulder, you know, somebody made that for me. There's pictures of my boot camp picture up there. So yeah, it's all important to the stuff. If you make it on the shelf behind me, you did something. Right. Um, so yeah, man, this is great. This is, uh, this is the American dream. And, you know, with with being on your own comes pressure, but you know that's how diamonds are made. So this is this is great, man. I'm I'm gonna keep doing what got me here, and we'll see how far I can go. But I really owed it to myself and my family to you know give this 100% focus and see see what we can do. Sure. Well, all those uh, things you have behind you, uh, if I didn't know you and know that was your setup, I could have swore that belonged to a patriotic white supremacist because they only have that kind of stuff. You know, they celebrate the flag. <laughs> patriotic you know being patriotic and believing in the american dream because only white supremacists believe like that hey if if uh, i've been called worse you know and <laughs> if if that's what a white supremacist is then you know let, let me get fitted for my hood because <laughs> that's that's all things those, those are all things that i think everybody who's sensible in any way can agree with like yeah, be proud of the country you come from. It's it's a beacon to the world. And yeah. why would you not be any anybody everybody should be a nationalist. I don't care where you come from. You should have pride in your country and think that your country is the best. That's called confidence. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you don't like the country you live in, you think it's terrible. You know that door, it opens both ways. It's not just a, a come over here. You can whip around to the other side and you can be out of here. Take your pick. There's 195 other countries out there waiting for you. Go right. ahead. And they never do. All the celebrities, man, if this happens, I'm going to Canada. If this happens, I'm going to Canada. Canada's a lot like America. They speak English up there and McDonald's and blue jeans, all that stuff. But they don't seem to ever make it out of here. And they certainly have the income. They certainly have the disposable income to yeah. pick up and go elsewhere. So Please let me know why do they never leave this terrible, systemically <laughs> racist, blah, 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 misogynistic, all their buzzwords that help them fall asleep at night. Why do they not? Oh, yeah. No, dude, you ain't lying. And and I mean, you served, dude. Did you go, did you go overseas at all or no? Oh, I sure did. 15 Where'd you countries. go? Where'd you go? I was on a med cruise. So I was stationed in Jersey and we went to... The Mediterranean, so Europe, okay. parts of Africa, all over the Persian Gulf. I mean, you name it in that area. I've been there, and I hate to say it, guys, but if you've seen one Arab country, you've probably seen them all. 
Um, yeah. They have a lot of moss. There's a lot of sand. There's a lot of heat, um, a lot of gold. But, uh, yeah, I, I bounced all around in there, man. It was awesome. Anybody who wants to do it, do it. Yes, there's hard work. But, man, when they when they let you loose, you ever had a puppy and you've been gone all day and mm-hmm. you come to the door and that thing's just jumping all – it can't contain itself. Yeah, when, after you've been out to sea for a month and you pull into port, same kind of attitude, man. It's awesome. Sure. And, and, you know, dude, the thing people don't realize, and, and, you know, I, I lived in Korea for two and a half years and, um, and did, you know, I, I was a, a general's bodyguard. So literally we were on the move pretty much every weekend we were going, you know, somewhere, Spain, uh, Spain, France, Russia, wherever, you know, where, wherever they would see this guy. And the thing that I know, and you know, and anybody that has traveled extensively knows is once you get outside of America, that's the only time you understand how great it is. You can never understand it until you've been somewhere else and you've arrived at the airport with guns aimed at your head because you're not, you know, you're not Arab or you're not, you know, German or whatever it is. You don't understand that until you actually go, you know? Yeah. I mean, I recommend it, man. There's nothing like traveling when you're young. I mean, it's just, just, and going to places you've never even heard of. I remember having to pull out a map on the, driving the ship during the Helms. I had to pull out a map to look up where we were. I never heard of that place in my life, but man, to travel and hit all those countries and to be that age, man, but you really, you really get an appreciation. As soon as you leave the United States, your appreciation meter starts going. I mean, everything from the weather to how the people are to the food. You're just you're in a foreign place, foreign in every meaning of the word. And you really start appreciating stuff, man. You start looking for those little American things. You start looking any yeah. any all the labels you've been seeing in your mind in America and all the colors, you know, that go, that go with the certain products. Mm-hmm. You're on lookout. And when you see that, it's like a shiny light. You're like, oh, man, home. You right. start thinking, you look forward to letters. Hey, I recommend people leave the country. Get out there, see see how good you have it, and bring yourself back here. I remember seeing this uh, this documentary. They picked an upper middle class family in Orange County, and they brought these three African dudes. And I mean, Africa. Right. These guys hunted every day for their food. An hour ago, their food was looking for its own food. Right. They brought these dudes here to this upper middle class. This this house. The, uh, Family probably made, say, a quarter million dollars a year. So they were living nice. And so they brought them here during Thanksgiving week. And they went shopping with this family. And they were just blown away that we have these giant warehouses, these stores full of food. And if you have the money, you can get food 24 hours a day. All the things that we take for granted. These guys, when they sat down for Thanksgiving dinner, one of the dudes had a roll in between each finger. He had a, a bread hand and he had it. They were just shoveling the food and reaching. And when they were done, they were just comatose on the couch. And it was so awesome to see somebody really appreciate what we have. They're, they called their family. Their family didn't believe them. They didn't right. believe them that we had these, these shrines, these monuments to food. Right. And the safety electricity, you turn your light on, your light switch on every time. That light's coming on. Your internet's coming on. You can, yeah. you can go out, you can go out in your backyard and nothing's gonna snatch you into the night. All these things that we don't even think about. It was so awesome to see somebody like 
appreciate it and just be floored by it. And you only get that from traveling, man. We got it good oh yeah dude dude it's it's funny when when i was especially when i was in korea i used to jump all the time and, and, and i'm sure you're aware of this they used to have the uso tours and whatever country you go in the uso is embedded there and they had these tours where you would just go and have dinner with a family or you know hook up with a businessman that owned a fur company or a car company or something you'd spend the day with them and whatnot 99% of the people, and I never understood this, 99% of the people, they wanted nothing to do with it. They were like, stay in the barracks and I'll drink my Miller Lite and that's it. Me, I couldn't go fast enough. I went on every single thing that was possible to see it. And, and I mean, dude, I used to, I was so crazy with it that I used to just get in the car, like a cab, Korean cab. And I would tell them, take me 10 miles east. You know, and just boom, and then just get out, get out wherever I was. And okay, here I am. And I might be, I might be dead tomorrow, but I'm going to live today. And I experienced all of it and I loved it. And at the same time, you talk about coming back home and being appreciative, man, when, 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 when you've gone and sat with a family that, you know, just spent 18 hours in a rice paddy, you know, digging up kimchi out of out of shit covered shit patties you know and then cooking it on the on the the plastic pot or the the whatever clay pots or whatever yeah you, know, you get a real real understanding of what the rest of the world feel and these are people that they considered to be you know of means these were mm -hmm. the of means people these weren't the the broke dicks that you know you would think and Man, it it was just so eye opening, and and I'm with you, man. I th I honestly think everybody should have to. I don't even think it should be a, uh, you should if you want to. I think everybody should have to, so that they understand, you know, if nothing else, so they understand what the asshole that they're voting for is really about. When you see it against yeah. the rest of the world, yeah, what they're trying to to drag you into, and you get a chance to really see what poverty is. We have uh -huh. American poverty, and I'm not complaining. If I had to pick somewhere in the world to be poor, it's going to be right here. We have poor people with diabetes. We have poor people with a TV in every room. We have poor people with a vehicle. We have poor people with expensive shoes and whatever the hell they want. They can get a card, a free credit card, and just swipe away and get all the food they want. And if that's not good enough, they can go get cash because they also have a cash account. Whatever they don't use, it rolls over to the next month. So all this, our poor people, they don't know shit about being poor. We shouldn't even say that word. Because there are countries so damn poor that there's nobody. There's, we can all go to a street corner and there's somebody on it with a sign, some bullshit sign. You know, I'll need money for this and that. And somebody will give them money. Their country's so poor, there's nobody to beg from. There's no one yeah. begging. But there's nobody to beg from because nobody has shit. Kids are playing. They don't have lawns with the, with the, <laughs> the sprinkler. They don't know what that sound is. They probably think that's a snake. Right. All they have is dirt and sand and old landmines and shit. And again, I'm not complaining. I'm glad to be here. I wouldn't want my family anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I just want to visit there and bring my ass right back here. But we do have it good. And people really, really do need to appreciate that. People who have festivals around the things that we throw in the trash. We wouldn't even eat that. Like he was saying, like Chris was saying, these are the people with money. And if you took that same house and brought it here and those people offered you food, you, you would say, oh, I already ate. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. But you would turn your nose up at it, you know, because yeah. that's that's why 
we have this foolishness in the government because we have no natural predators, man. We just we're just kind of bouncing around. We don't we don't got shit to worry about. We don't want no our regime's not changing every month. Nobody's kicking in your door. Nobody's, you know, slapping your wife around and feeling up your daughter. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? Here, mm-hmm. if that happened, you could kill that person and they'll they'll be like, yeah, well, you know, they shouldn't have came in your house. We have recourse here. We have something called recourse. We have websites we can go to. We have numbers we can call where people will come and help us and offer us services. A lot of places don't have that shit, man. And right. people really need to go out there and see see what's beyond, you know, the the happy cartoon land that we live in. Remember Simba and his dad were uh, were <laughs> on the hill and he said, don't go past that elephant graveyard. Don't go. Don't fuck around over there. It's, it's no good. It's clouds, hyenas. Right. They need, people need to go out there. And see what's in that elephant graveyard, so they can come back here and be like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, sorry about that." Right? No, you're so right, man. Well, Jericho, uh, obviously, you've you've branched out on your own. So, at at what point did you uh, decide? You know, I I could leave. You know, the nine to five, and you know, do what it is that I do, and you know, become, you know, what would you call yourself? Would you call yourself just a social political commentator now, or uh, an analyst, or or how how do you uh, how do you categorize yourself and what you do? You know, I was <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day, and I guess because I hate the word influencer. I don't even I don't want to influence anybody. That just sounds culty. Right. I am a, a content creator. That's why I, I call myself. I create things for people to look at or listen to if they can't watch or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I would say I'm a content creator. But I I got to a point, I had a job when I was uh, younger, before the one that I, I, I quit to do this. I remember sitting up, my alarm went off at like five in the morning. And I sat up on the side of my bed and I was like, fuck, how many sick days do I have? <laughs> and that was the beginning of the end of that job because I just, you know, so... I worked at, uh, before I quit to do this, I worked at Trader Joe's. I worked there for 13 years. Okay. And there were some things, some series of events where it left a, a bad taste in my mouth with the company because they talk all this, oh, we're family bullshit, but then they don't <laughs> act that way. You know, right. and, if, and if you want to be cold-blooded and, and, and corporate from the jump, let me know. Then I know what to expect. But don't bring me in with the hey, and then, you know, <laughs> right. stick it to me. I don't, I don't like that shit. So there was a series of events like that. And then I just started looking at the customers. Like, I don't know if it was the sweet and sour sniffles were all, you know, when that kicked off and everything, but they started looking at people like, what the fuck? Like, I'm fuck this. You know, the only reason I'm still here is because of insurance, because I got kids. And we found some comparable insurance that's affordable. And as soon as I did that, that was that was the final straw. That was the, the death knell, as they say, for, for working nine to five. I was like, I'm out of here because I damn sure don't, don't love groceries. I don't love retail. So... You know, I was in it for for the benefits, and now that I found that from another source, fuck that, man. Right. Fuck people, <laughs> not all people, but when you cast your net that wide, our store would see like twenty thousand people a week. So when you cast your net that wide, you're gonna catch something that need to be thrown back, right? <laughs> so I would have people. This woman, I was sampling this Mandarin orange chicken. It's standard frozen food protocol, open bag, put on cookie sheet, turn it up to whatever temperature they tell you on the back of the bag. Real simple, right? right. So this lady goes, well, do I take it out of the bag first? <laughs> I was like, what? Dude, she had scrubs on. Like she was in charge of someone's medical care. Oh. I was like, what? 
And then this dude, we have this frozen chicken and it said chicken breast with rib meat. Because as we know, the breast is attached to the ribs, right? Mm -hmm. He goes, he goes uh, so there's pork in here? I was like, what, dude? Because, you know, sometimes people say shit so stupid that you have your mind has to, takes a second to calibrate, you know, to their level. And uh, I said, what? He goes, there's pork in here because it says rib meat. So you think we took chicken and like baby back rib meat and just <laughs> mixed it in a fucking bag, man? So, you know, situations like that where I'm just like, oh, and one thing I learned, so I work at, at uh, on the central coast of California. So, and, you know, anywhere, anytime you're near the water, mm -hmm. you're near the coast, you already know what's up. These are the most inclusive and diverse and everybody needs a voice and we all need to listen to every single tiny little microscopic group and we all need equal time, you know, behind the mic and blah, blah, blah. But these are some of the most racist people I ever met. <laughs> so one time I'm doing my job and this happens to be Martin Luther King's birthday. So you can see where this is going. Oh boy. And this lady walks up behind me. She like teaches art class and she has, you know, drives a Subaru and all this shit. And, um, she goes, she puts her hand on my shoulder. She goes, and she, her other hand went to her heart. Cause this is just some, some, some heavy shit. Right. <laughs> she goes, happy Martin Luther King day. Oh my like, God. What? <laughs> like tons of people like that, that are just so, just saturated and just oh my, <laughs> it was disgusting, dude. I, I'm I, I don't want you to tell me numbers per se, but when did you know? When did you know that you were at a point with the money that you were making from from the the video cast or from the podcast to where you knew? This ain't gonna kill me if I quit the day job to do the night to do this full time. Um, it was probably like six months ago. Okay. You know, of course, I wanted to make sure that this wasn't some fly by night fluke shit. And, you know, we just throw our eggs in that basket and you know it all falls apart. But yeah, and you know, with my experiences at work and then the reason I was staying there, and then you know, this stuff happens, and I was just yeah, probably like six months ago, I was like, Yeah, I need to start phasing out of this shit. Because <laughs> it's taking a lot of time from my kids, and it's like for what? You know, what? What is is the juice worth the squeeze? You know, I'm I'm not spending as much time as I want with my kids, which is a common problem, and the uh, a solution to that is uncommon, unfortunately. But I'm like, for what? To be here with these fucking yahoos? These oh man, these people are so so. so I mean, whatever. You know, they're people, but. You know, I'm not saving lives. I'm not doing brain surgery. I'm out of here. You know, fuck this. I'm gone. I, I can hang out with Chris and Neely. There you right. go. <laughs> well, well, Jericho, when we when we first, you know, started speaking with you almost two years ago already, uh, you know, we were in a very, um, very, our mindset was, is we're going to get off of the platforms that do not support free speech. That being, you know, whether it's uh, the Facebook or the Twitter or the YouTube or anything like that. And uh, Chris uh, cut our YouTube ties this week because now we're, you know, 100% in on Rumble and uh, Locals and, you know, Odyssey, we, and, bitch Odyssey and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, obviously our content is a little tough to take for the snowflake type people. And we say what we think and, you know, we don't censor ourselves in any way, shape or form. 
are you concerned that, uh, and I know, I know you know what to say and what not to say, especially when it comes to YouTube. And I'm sure YouTube's probably a very good part of your income, but I know that you probably have to, you know, use certain words that are not use certain words you'd like to use, but you can't because you know, YouTube is going to flag you or take your channel down or, or demonetize you or something. Is that something you're concerned about every time you upload a video? It's like, did I put something in here today that I could possibly get flagged for? Um, I think uh, with my titles, I definitely have to uh, keep certain words out of the title, but I would rather not say something than to say some like weird ass watered down corporate version of it. I just, it just doesn't seem real and it just does, it doesn't feel right to me. So I know it's not going to come across right to people. Um, but yeah, there's a, a, a small amount of tongue biting. There are words that I stay away from. Um, but no, I, I use YouTube surprisingly to some. YouTube is not my main source of income. Wow. Because, real. because of the way that I talk, my, my videos aren't fully monetized all the time. Some are. Some aren't. Some of them are like partially monetized. But if I went the G-rated route, yeah, I'm sure that would change. But that's that doesn't feel right either. But I more use YouTube because it is the biggest platform out there. But I use it because now I'm on Spotify, BitChute, Rumble. So I'm kind of using that to to branch out into other other things. Um, but if there comes a day where I can completely step away from YouTube, because I don't do Facebook or Twitter or none of that. Once like, Twitter kicked me off, I was like, fuck, man, I'm not starting. I'm with you. <laughs> It was so stupid. It was the reason, and it was like ten seconds after I posted it. Boom, you're out of here. I was like, "Fuck you guys." Because Twitter, I mean, that's for like celebrities. That's not real. Who the fuck Twitter? Right. But, um, I don't do that. But um, if if an avenue were to open to get off of YouTube, I wouldn't be opposed uh, to that because I would want to be a hundred percent. This is what I think because there, I want to be able to talk like I talk when I'm hanging out with my buddies. Like, mm -hmm. it's just, you know, you know how it is when you're with your boys, man, I don't give a damn what color you are. You're with your boys. That's the raw, uncut version of you because, you yeah. know, there's no ladies in the room, no kids in the room. I'm not at work. This is just my voice. So I'm about to. And what's funny, 90% of what you say to your friends is probably an insult. It's probably, you know, you're probably calling each other names, but it's all in good. It's, it's whatever. It's just how guys are, man. And I just, that's how I want to be able to just. Say whatever the fuck I want, you know, and I have to worry about, you know, that handful of words. But <laughs> but it's their version of words because there's other words that I can use that they don't give a shit. If I want a video, you know, uh, if I want to say the N-word 50 times in a row, that's great. But if you say the 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 F word, you know, the the one that's longer than four words, then yeah, then they're they're outside of your house with pitchforks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so stupid. Like, are you are you telling me that that word is worse than the N word? I mean, are we do we want to go origin for origin here? Like, <laughs> so stupid. But yeah, hey, on those, I do. Hey. Uh, good, good. I do. You know, like I said, if something opens up, but I can completely step away from that. I'll be open to it. Well, and, and dude, the thing is, it is hard. You know, don't 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 think that we're doing something cutting edge, you know, by, by stepping away. One is we don't have 300,000 people following us. Like you do, you have to, you didn't, you attained that, that audience on YouTube. Let's just be real about it. You can't just say, okay, I'm off there now. Fuck them. You gotta, 
you got to slowly work your audience over the course of, you know, a year, two, three, in order to, in order to make it make sense for, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To get them to, to migrate. And, you know, any, I, I learned that when I used to be in uh, radio, it takes a while to get the message out for people to get the message and get them to do, no matter if you're advertising something or you want them to get over to another, plat another platform, it takes a while. You know, it really does. And combating the, the YouTube overlords, people will be like, oh man, I had to resubscribe. What do you mean resubscribe? How did you get unsubscribed? You ever accidentally unsubscribe from somebody's channel? No. And that's, that's cheating. You know, they, that's, that's fixing the numbers, cooking the books, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. That's cheating. That's underhanded. And that's terrible to do that shit to people. If people like to hear what I want to say, let them hear that shit. You, you should see some of the stuff they put on YouTube. You let them hear that bullshit. You let them have, <laughs> you let them put up a Nambla video, but I'm talking about these crooks trying to rob us blind and you want to take my shit down. doesn't matter what I'm saying. doesn't matter if I, if I say I want to get a basket of puppies and kick them one by one into the Grand Canyon. If people want to hear that shit, let them hear it. If they don't, Trust me, the, the free market will speak. Yeah. Well, d dude, we, we were in the battle, and this was the final straw for me about, a, I guess it's been about a month, I think. But I got our second content strike on YouTube for a video that wasn't even on YouTube. Literally, we, we aired it, and I took it off of YouTube like as soon as the broadcast ended. And they, they give me a content strike, and, and I'm sure you've seen this. They send you the email that doesn't tell you dick. It doesn't tell you why it was a problem. And then we went to go and see it. And of course, it's not there. And so I sent them an email saying, hey, what the fuck? And they're like, well, since you deleted it, we can't, we can't uh, let you appeal it. I was like, you know what? Fuck off then. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you do something like that, they send you this vague-ass bullshit email. And in my case... It's some shit from a year or two ago. I'm like, so you're going through my my archives or something? And if it's not that, you mean to tell me somebody can complain and you're going to take my shit down? Yeah. And you get this vague email, and you know, it's almost like you're you have to go to the to the throne. You know, it's the it's the queen from Alice in Wonderland off with his head. You have to go to them and appease them to allow you. Or have them put your your content back up, or allow you back in the good graces, because you, you really feel like a, a a small fish in a huge pond. Mm -hmm. You know when you're going up against some shit like that, and like when you get taken off for a week, like what do you mean? This is people's livelihood in some cases. Don't be yeah. flipping with that shit. Like what are you doing? And it's some bullshit. It's the, who is offended by that? If yeah. you get a by that, then maybe you need to rethink your residence. Maybe you need to go to Canada or something. Because that's bullshit. I don't, I don't say no crazy ass shit. People might disagree with it, but to call it offensive, I don't know. But offensive, the definition of that changes by the hour. Well, well, Chris, Chris had a good response to uh, one of our listeners who who commented on something that I said a couple of weeks ago, and and basically his. Uh, his his uh, reply to them was, "No, no one should be afraid of any words." Yeah, and, and that's what it boils down to: is people are afraid of words, and it's just like it's just the sound that comes out of your word hole. I mean, what? Why are you so afraid of that? Sticks and stones, man. And if I, I if I'm a judge and you're a defendant, then my words have power. 
But if you're watching a video on the internet, no, my words have no sway over you. And if you don't like it, guess what? The internet's a big place. And I guarantee you there's somewhere you can plug in and they'll say everything you want to hear. But, and what happened to that? Just leave. I have never, <laughs> I have never complained about anybody's video. I have never, nothing. If I don't like what it is, I'm out of there. I'm gone. And what kind of man, like, it's one thing to, to debate and disagree and have a back and forth verbally, but to insult somebody, like, right off the bat, and it's not even, I don't, even, I don't bring my feelings to YouTube. I don't give a shit. But it's just some, like some 15-year-old high school girl shit. Like, what man does that? If you don't like what I'm saying, get the fuck out of here. Well, right. well, the issue is, Jericho, they don't like what you said, and it's their opinion that no one else likes it either, and they're going to see that no one gets to hear what it is that they don't like what you said. It's like, yeah. I don't like it, so nobody should like it, and I'm going to see that nobody hears you. And that's ridiculous. Just go away. Get at what what it's like to to you know for someone to call. Oh, you're a coon. You're a sellout. What do you think that does? Like <laughs> what the fuck? Like I'm. You think that affects me in some way? Why don't you engage me in conversation and try to educate me and change my mind? If not, get the fuck out of here, man. I don't care what you think. I don't, what are you doing? That's so girly, man. To, I, I don't know. That's just that's some like some feminine shit. That's like, <laughs> I don't know. That's like writing, you know, Susie's a slut in the, in the bathroom stall. Like that's so fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it totally is. And, and dude, the, the worst part about that kind of shit is that you sort of said it, but I'll say it completely. 99% of the time, it is a 15 year old girl. It's not somebody that is 50 years old. You're arguing with literally somebody that's in 10th grade or something half the time. It's oh, so man. stupid. I just die alone and with your cat meows and the ammonia of their piss everywhere. <laughs> Get out of here. Give a shit. Oh my goodness, man. It's so funny. But hey, you know, I take the good with the bad. Well, spe speaking of words, Jericho, your your favorite mayor of of the one of the biggest cities in the U.S. is at it again, and I'm sure you're well aware of it. Uh, Splinter Lightfoot. Oh, hey, old Mayor Googly Eyes. <laughs> I'm sure you uh, read about the lawsuit that was brought against her for uh, her um, objection to uh, unveiling the uh, statue of Columbus during during the uh, uh, Columbus Day Parade. Well, I mean, what better time to unveil the statue of Christopher Columbus than at the Christopher Columbus Day Parade? Obviously, you jackass. And you know what? What they said in the privacy of their meeting or that Zoom call or whatever, I don't really give a shit. But since you guys want to turn shit upside down and make everything offensive if it doesn't come out of the right color person's face, now we have to bring this to the forum. And now you have to be treated like you would want to treat them instead of ignoring it. You would have them doxxed and fired and they're apologizing. And they lost their job. They, they threw away their career because they weren't the right shade when they said that. Well, why is she getting, why is she not having to lose her job talking like that about Italian people? Now, what she said wasn't offensive. That's like BB's off a of battleship. But again, <laughs> you want to play this sissy-fied, everything hurts my feelings shit. So you need to pay the same price as him because you know damn good and well if it was some Italian mayor and he was talking to some black people who want to erect 
some statue of some dead black dude, there'd be a fucking problem. All the vultures, all the race pimping vultures would be circling overhead over this person's, the carcass of their career. So why is it not happening to her? And why do you got time to worry about a fucking statue of anybody when you are the mayor of America's shooting range? You have more than 4,000 shootings a year. There's only 365 days in a year, fellas. How do you squeeze 4,000 shootings into that? So why don't you worry about that shit first before you worry about some stat? I don't even give a shit. They need a permit? Give it to them. I don't even, don't even bring this shit to my office. I got, I got other shit. I got dead kids. I got dead adults everywhere. I got to wrangle the 1,000 cats that I release to catch the rats. What happened to that shit? Like, what are you doing? Get your priorities in order. Didn't everybody learn when they were a kid, you can't go outside and play until you do your chores. So don't worry about no fucking statue until you clean up Chicago. Right. Kids don't have to sit in their classroom with their parkas on during the winter because there's no fucking heat. Are you kidding me? Don't even tell me about a statue. If you bring a statue to me while I'm mayor of Chicago, you're fired. I don't want to hear that <laughs> shit. All right? She needs to be in an office with cigarette smoke coming out of ashtrays and half-eaten Chinese food and pizza boxes with her sleeves rolled up until we get this damn crime under control in Chicago. Nobody goes home. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, for those who aren't aware of uh, the lawsuit, uh, there's a lawsuit against uh, Lori Lightfoot or Splinter, as as Jericho likes to refer to her. <laughs> and uh, uh, what happened was is that there were some lawyers that were working along with the Italian Americans last October to negotiate the group's desire to display the statue of Christopher Columbus that Lori Lightfoot had ordered be temporarily removed. Uh, they wanted to display it in their annual Columbus Day Parade. The the group planned to put it uh, in the put it last in the lineup and leave it covered until the end when it would be uncovered for twenty minutes. The request was approved while the group worked toward removing the statue permanently. When uh, Lightfoot learned of the plan, the complaint against that she proceeded to berate and defame the lawyers on a Zoom call. She said. Where did you go to law school? Did you even go to law school? Do you even have a law license? You make did you make some kind of secret agreement with the Italians? With the Italians? <laughs> like I didn't know the Italians were the gatekeepers of law licenses. Yeah, they're they're the uh, separatist group, you know, the Italians. <laughs> and that's like why even let them have it in the parade when you give them all these stipulations? He has the statue has to be at the back of the parade, and you got to keep it covered until the very moment you unveil it, and then cover it when you're done. Like I finally have everything. Fuck you, we're not doing it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> this is a this is a parade. That's a sense of pride and celebration. We need to see this shit. Would we even be in this situation if he didn't discover America? Where would we be? And they're like, oh well, people were here before. You know what the fuck they mean when they say he discovered America. He brought civilization to America and the rest of the world to America and made it America. I can't, right. stand, I can't stand that shit. He wasn't just some racist marauder. And maybe he had a little bit of that in him. But there was a purpose for them coming here, and we are the beneficiaries of it. 
Yeah. Well, dude, let's let's just even go the other way for a second. I'm going to say, just for the sake of argument, I'm going to say that Christopher Columbus was the the number one racist in the history of racists of all time. Just for the sake of argument, I'm going to say that. So why would people think that people that that actually believe that would be at this parade anyway to be upset? Why would they give a shit? <laughs> yeah, we all know 1492. That's how long ago this shit was. Like things and people, this is willful ignorance. Things were done differently up until like 1900. Shit was different. It wasn't the civilized way we have now. They didn't have the benefit of years of comfortable living and indoor plumbing and phones and TV and vehicles and shit. It was savage, okay? It was straight savage. So when you had a war with somebody, it wasn't like we do now. They didn't rebuild everything and put a restaurant there. It was, we killed you, we won, so to the victor go the spoils. Your women, your kids to make slaves out of them, whatever. It was a brutal place to be. Now we do things differently. But the way Christopher Columbus conducted his business was par for the course back then. It was a savage world. It wasn't what we have now. This was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Everything was different. Like I said, up until like 1900, even the late 1800s, the Midwest and shit, people migrating out here was fucking crazy. <laughs> shit was different. And that's how you did it back then. The people they, they met when they got to the land they were they planned on conquering, if they didn't put up a good enough fight, you just got conquered. But to think that every person of a fair complexion who came to this country just showed up and all the Indians were like, huh, what are you guys doing? Okay, we'll go over here. I'll take that blanket and that whiskey. That's bullshit. <laughs> These people were warriors. They killed a lot of fucking people. All right. They didn't just sit there and get marauded on by these evil white people. All right. There's a reason we name all our cool military shit after Indians. All right. They weren't no bullshit. They didn't lay down and take it. They were savages too, just like the white folks. Sure. Everybody was savage back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Splinter continues. Are you out there stroking your dick over the Columbus statue? I'm trying to keep Chicago police officers from being shot, and you're trying to get them shot, she said. Lightfoot said not to do a fucking thing with that statue without my approval. Get that fucking statue back here by noon tomorrow, or I'm going to have you fired, the mayor allegedly added. My dick is bigger than yours, and you Italians, and I have the biggest dick in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't count if it's made out of rubber. Uh, why doesn't she take that same attitude and that same intensity or as they say nowadays that same energy and take out italians and put in vice lords or crips or whoever the gang members are talk to them like that tell them you get that fucking violence out of my city i'm gonna throw your ass in jail you piece of shit why don't you have that same attitude toward the people who need it and again, why are you taking phone calls and Zoom calls about a fucking statue? Talk to those gangbangers like that. Talk to those criminals like that. Those killers. Those monsters. And if you're trying to keep Chicago cops from getting killed, you suck. All right? You're terrible at it. You, you, you let these people out. You give them a slap on the wrist and let them out. Basically, they come in, get warm, get their picture taken, and they're out the door to commit more crimes. I guarantee you, you take that attitude with the thugs and the criminals, 
There won't be as many thugs and criminals. Start locking these fools up for the rest of their life. That's all they understand. They don't understand let me out, let me out of jail two hours later. They understand hard times. And that's what they need to get. Take, why don't you talk to the bad people like that? I'm going to tell you. I'll tell you exactly why they don't, dude. And and this is going to come off extremely racist, but so be it. They don't do that because the the educated, the the computer programmers, the you know the 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 educated black guys, black families, black women, black men are not do not ingest fear. And if they don't have a backing of people that that create fear, then they can't take power. It's, it's all about power grab. And look, I don't care who you are on some level. If you see, if you see somebody that you know is a fucking gangbanger, you're going to the other side of the street and, and every power grab that you're seeing in all these fucking blue States, blue cities comes from trying to get rid of the police, trying to get rid of anything that slows down the fucking wrong element. They're not doing anything to prop up, prop up the right element. Where, where's the. Where's the money that could be spent to, I don't know, teach people computer skills, send them to nursing schools, sending them to doctorate programs. There's none of that that you ever hear about. What you hear about is this kind of bullshit where it's like, well, we're going to enable, we're going to enable the criminals because we want them on our side. And it's fucking pathetic. Yeah. And the criminals aren't saying, Hey guys, let's hang back until the police get their numbers back up. Let's play it fair. They don't do that. We all know the saying, when the cat's away, the mice are going to fuck shit up. And that's what they're going to do. <laughs> they're not hanging. They're not going to wait until it's a fair fight. And the, I don't understand how come, okay, she's the mayor of Chicago. And let's say she doesn't get a second term or whatever. Why don't these people come in, just go out. Your whole term should be a blaze of glory. Make a difference while you're in there. Fuck it if you don't get reelected. While you're in there, you're in. Not gonna throw you out. You're in there. So do something. Make a make a change. Start stop incentivizing women to run their men out of the house. And this gang problem will go away. There's no gang scarier than your dad. You ain't even yeah. fucking with no gang. The gang won't even go after you because you have a dad. You think yeah. they go after the kids coming from good homes with both parents and a set of 12 fucking work boots by the front door? No. They're looking for the lost souls who lives with their grandma, their mama's gone, or she's on dope. She's pimping them out to get more dope. They're, they're roaming the streets. That's who they go after, like any predator. The strays, the sickly ones, not the strong ones who are keeping up with the herd. So why don't you fix that shit? Why don't you tackle that welfare system? And the problem will fix itself. The most successful groups in this country come from the most intact families. That's not a coincidence. The most right. fucked up communities Come from the least amount of intact families. Fix that, Mayor Googly Eyes. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you talking to them like that? Talk to the gangbangers like that. You should be on a bullhorn standing at the end of one of those fucked up streets with a bunch of those SWAT vehicles behind behind you. You know what's going to happen if you do that? After you go, you go down that street, you kick in those doors, and you take those non-life cherishing pieces of shit away, you're going to hear a roar of applause from all the people who don't engage in that shit who are held hostage in these fucking neighborhoods. Yeah. You think it's because that neighborhood wasn't always like that? Their family's probably been there for years and to turn the shit around them. They don't want their kids going in that life. They're tired of going out to their car seeing a fucking bullet hole in it. Why don't you do something for real instead of talking tough 
to some quizzling in your fucking cabinet about a statue. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and we know which way, which which team she plays for. So that's a lot of dick talk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought I'd bring that up since we were have you on today because I know that uh, she's definitely a, a favorite of yours, a favorite uh, whipping boy or girl or thing. So uh, I just wanted to get your get your thoughts on that. And, uh, a whipping thing. That's what we call her. She's a whipping. <laughs> but uh, anyway, that's that's all I have for you, Jericho. But I wanted to uh, give you the opportunity to come on and talk about your your you know your solo venture and. Now, do you have plans for like maybe doing a show type thing, or are you just going to stick with your daily update blogs, or you know, do you what's going on? Um, I uh, do have uh, some things in the works, and I am going to start doing live streams. Okay, I'm actually trying to do one pretty soon here. Um, so if I have some questions, don't be surprised by a, a text message. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I plan on, you know, not now I'm doing it. Like I said, I'm going to give it 100%. And if 100% entails other means of, you know, put my face on camera, then that's exactly what I'm going to do. Perfect. Right on, man. Well, good. Well, uh, as always, Jericho, where can people find you? Well, um, YouTube, of course, Spotify, um, Rumble, BitChute. Um, also, I just started on uh, this platform called Recoil TV. It's a amendment, home defense kind of platform, but you can find my stuff over there. Everything's in the link tree of my YouTube video, you know, description box, boom, it's all there. Discounts on the merch. And what I uh, I, did, I have a sale right now on my merch, 20% off in the promo code 1984. I think that's nice. very, fitting, very fitting for right now. Um, but yeah, you know, everything's on the link tree. However, wherever you, whatever platform you're on, you put in Jericho Green, and if I'm there, I'll... there you go. Well, well, Jericho, speaking of merch, I, I want to send you a classic metal show T-shirt. Now, I know you have young kids around the house, so the chances of you wearing this around the house is probably <laughs> next to none. But uh, anyway, I wanted to send you uh, one of our shirts. Oh yeah. Well, but, the back. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a wait, minute. Wait, before you say that. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely. That'll be a, a nighttime shirt. I'll wear that to bed. But I'll wear it probably, man. Hell yeah, send me one of those. I'll rock that shit in my videos. Your wife will go, why are you wearing that awful thing around the house? <laughs> Just like you guys said. Wait, wait, wait. Need the back. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you, guys. Hey, as always, thanks for having me on here. Like you said, man, almost two years we've been rocking together. Oh, no yeah. pun intended. Um, but thank you as always. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody out there. I appreciate it. Perfect. All right. We'll go check out Jericho and, and look, uh, you know, look for his, uh, new content since he's uh, got the time now and he's a hundred percent independent and, you know, he's got some plans in the works and, you know, uh, we wish you all the luck there, Jericho. And we're glad you take the time out to, uh, you know, visit with us and bring us up to date and comment on uh, certain things because it's always refreshing to have someone who's who talks like us. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. And it shouldn't be that much of a breath of fresh air, but, you know, we'll take our, our gas for air where we can get them. Thank Amen. you. Right. All right, Jericho. Well, I'll let Chris uh, pick a song that he thinks might be appropriate to take us out of this segment. So uh, unless you have one, Jericho, if you got a tune, throw it out there. If not, I'll let Chris pick one. Um man, classic rock. 
You know what? For some reason, the first song that popped into my mind, and I hope this isn't too poppy or too mainstream, but for some reason, uh, that song Hurricane. Hurricane? By yeah, Hurricane. Here I Am. Rock Me Like a oh, Hurricane. Oh, Scorpions, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scorpions. Well, they got a new uh, they got a new uh, disc out, as a matter of fact, and we played some earlier. But yeah, we'll rock you like a hurricane. You know and side note, man, I was listening to them one time. I don't, and I don't know enough about them, but their lead singer, man, that dude has some pipes. Well, I think, uh, I think Chris, I think Chris could share the link uh, with you. Chris and I did a special VIP only uh, video this week, and we actually talked about that. Uh, that guy's 70 years old and he's still 73. Sounds, 73 and he still sounds amazing. You know, people, you know, rock people might not think of like really like high quality vocal talent. But like I was saying, that dude, hey, I don't care what he's singing, he can sing the phone book. Really <laughs> Old Klaus Mine, we've had him on the show a couple of yeah. times. So uh yeah. good, good guy, very easy to talk to and Scorpions still put on a fantastic show. So uh, if you ever have a chance or if you even like Scorpions, you got to check them out when they come up in, in your area. Definitely. Thank you. All for right, Jericho, it's always a pleasure. So we're going to play some uh, Rock You Like a Hurricane Scorpions to take us out of the segment. So uh, we're going to get out of here. So thanks again, Jericho. And uh, here it is. It's Scorpions exclusively here. On your classic. Thanks for checking out this episode of The Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job.